Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, ladies? Y'all there? Hey, can you hear me? See, I figured as much. I figured as much. I figured she was having all kind of, you know what I'm saying, big D complications. So she just, you know what I'm saying, she needs us to steer the ship today. So I'm going to look for you for some leadership of mine. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the wind down, everybody. Um, I host this. She is trying to get logged in. I don't know. She may be having some phone issues because I could barely hear some stuff. So Miss Moore the, fuck up is her name. No, we're not gonna call her it. We're not gonna call her it. We're not doing it, sir. I'm sorry. Sometimes sometimes blog talk radio is janky, so it's sometimes janky. So we're not gonna blog put that on her. Um, I am the M and Nim, and that old that guy over there is the N, and he's here on time. So, hey, what's good? How you doing, brother? All is well. I cannot complain. I just been you know caught up in this whole whirlwind of social media and fuckery being reported over said medium, and I'm just trying to live my life and make my few dollars and do what I got to do. That's all. I know that's right. I just, I just, I, I told somebody today. Somebody asked me a question about something. I said, I'm coming here to work. 
Don't ask me no questions outside of this shit because I don't know. I just come here to work, do my job, and go the fuck home. That's all I come to. That's it. That's it. It's not yeah. complicated. So, so as you know, I'm ready to cock smash, right? So. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm your local I'm pharmacist. A, right, right, right. My, my dear, you my pusher. <laughs> So uh, I'm in this man's house yesterday, and this man is going on about how Donald Trump is such a good guy, and they need to give him a chance. And a part of me wanted to listen to him, but a part of me wanted to give him my knuckles across his his fucking mouth. But, you know, everybody's liable to have their own perspective, and you have to respect it. You know what I mean? We can, we can, we can, uh, we can agree to disagree on your perspective. Because some some stuff that comes out of people's mouth is like like you legit just gonna act like you don't see this. You, you, you this what I'm gonna do. You just gonna play a blind eye to what's in front of your face. But yeah, I guess so. But you yeah, know what? I, like I, I mean. We're not going to get into our topic until Ms. Moore Bullshit gets here. But just to, you know what I'm saying, freestyle for a minute. To be 100% with you, Donald Trump, as a president, he talks too much. But if you look at the things he's done, it's not necessarily that of the worst president in our history. You know what I mean? The things that he's done is not necessarily all bad. Now. The bullshit comes in is that talks too much, so the, the bad things he does. Hey, is that your friend? Yeah, but I don't understand. I've been here. I've opened everything, the the mic, everything. I've been here. There's more well, bullshit. What happened? What happened, friend? I don't know. It's like absolutely like you heard me not at all. I'm talking and everything. I've told Sean to shut. Uh, Ron, to shut the fuck up a lot of times. Oh man! Oh man! Hello to you too. Oh, yeah, whatever. Why gotta I'm be? Why gotta be Ron? Shut up. Me and Imaj talk the same amount of time. Why gotta be Ron? Shut up. Because Imaj is beautiful and you're an asshole. <laughs> you are what you eat. You are what you eat. Ew and yuck. Oh, God, I get that. I'm sorry. You're eating now? You are you are admittedly eating apple. Just one. Just one. I, you you <laughs> much rather I much rather a guy say he eat ass and him out here telling lies saying he don't eat ass and every other every other day you in mind. I don't I need to understand. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah, every other day you eat mine. <laughs> not not every other day. It, it, it's like it's like bi monthly. No, I'm just well. saying. Like I'm not saying that somebody out here eat my ass at this point in life. But I'm just saying, like you can't be lying about it and you done done it, bro. Like you did it. You can't. You, 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 can't, you, you can't undo that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your tongue already went there. It can't not go there once it went there. Right. It, it, you can't undo it. 
You can't be like, uh, that didn't count. No, that shit counted. And you know what? <laughs> if I if I put your ass in the bath, or I will put you in the jacuzzi, or I will put you in the shower, then I done washed your ass. So I could I, I I could do that. It's within the rules. So you feel like you are justified in nibbling there? Nibbling, munching, fucking snacking, whatever fucking words you want to use. Put your whole entire face there. Whole entire face, nose in the pussy, tongue in the ass, all that. Well, 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 well then. we have started this show off improper and shit. So, hey, oh. might as well continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, what I'm going to do here um, is I'm going to let you guys, like, when you're for, like, two more minutes, I'm going to go back and try to log in as the host again so that somebody is, is at least, like, answering the line. So what you can get in on When I logged in as the host, you couldn't hear me at all. Okay, so you called yeah. the other number. So you know, I the, 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 the funny part is? called the other number. The funny part is when we can't hear you, the show is much better. Oh, yeah, you your mama. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> well, just let me. Um. Well, no, because. So do you have so, to be Mark, on the host number to be at it, Mark. No, I was asking. Did you necessarily have to be the host to be able to to um? Control the stuff on the website. Oh, so you telling her she don't know what she's talking about? Is that what you're saying? No, I was asking a question. Uh, I was asking a question. Don't shut up, Ron. Shut up. Just the reason why I was asking a question because it could be that I, because I got my um tablet, I could log in for her if she needed me to, and if that was the issue. So. Ron sucks like a mug. Like I'm just trying to figure it out. We got, we both. I know how to. I know how to work it just a little bit. We got no. I know because you are a host extraordinaire. You not not only are you a co-host, but you are a host. You do it all, girl. Mm. Yeah, I be out here in these streets. Like I'm bullshit and shop too, huh? I thought you was giving us two minutes. I thought you was giving us two minutes. That only that was only ninety seconds. What the fuck? Y'all can't hear me again. I can hear you fine. Oh my god. We hear you. We just don't want to hear you. Oh my god. I didn't say that. I hear you fine. What are you talking about? He gets on my nerves. Like he's all like. (sighs) Welcome to the. Wind down. Um, this is your co-host Shamor and your host <laughs> Imaj <laughs> and the dude. How did I become the host today? You are everything. Ron is shit and my mics don't work or something. I don't know. Why not? 
Why I gotta be shit? Because you eat it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I told you I washed the booty hole before I put my mouth there. I, I washed. Her. I freaking love her. Because <laughs> you, you eat booty, Negro. You eat booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Since we went there, since we went there, since we went there, you telling me, Amaya, your, your tongue ain't never been in a man's asshole? Nope, it sure has not. I like to say, be the first one to let you know. No, it sure has not. Even though that shit has been suggested a couple of times, that shit has not happened. All right, so then you're not, you, you haven't tasted shit, but you've tasted scrotum. My tongue has not slipped into that place. I know where I put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some people, I know what has been in my mouth. So, therefore, um, <laughs> I can't stand you ugly-ass Negro. <laughs> um, I'll be full of shit. You full of children. <laughs> oh, my God. I What did I say? If you go, if you go do it, then you did that shit. Don't be acting like you don't do it. There you I go. like to pass. I just might so have some in my belly and digest the motherfuckers a couple of times. I Sorry, friend. Sorry, friend. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I've been drinking and my belly full. <laughs> oh, with me, like real food, though, but like real food, though. <laughs> so I done I finished mean, off the rest of my bottle, and, 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 and I, I got like maybe an inch left in my cup, and um, I'm liable to say anything tonight. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I for go you that happens often, so yeah. Yeah, true, mm. true. Mm. 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 So okay. yeah, so so so, Miss um, More Bullshit. What are we talking about tonight? Well, so tonight we are discussing relationships. We want to know what takes a relationship or why do you take a relationship to the next level? What that whatever that is, however that comes across. We wanna know why do you go from dating to married? What makes you want to marry someone? Or not marry someone? Have you ever told somebody no? Somebody proposed and you were like, Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do that. That's what I'm I'm taking it that that's maybe you've experienced something similar. Okay, okay. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask this question before you continue. Have you ever been proposed to, Amaj? We talked about it, but we never got that. All right. What about you, Shamor? Have you ever been proposed to? Yes. And since you're not married, what made you say no? Who said I've not been married? I said I didn't say been married. I said since you're not married. Who said that she's married? Okay, okay, okay. Are you married? 
I might be. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, listen, listen. In my, in my head, and let me tell you how I answered that shit in my head. I said it. And listen, listen, listen. This is my question, though. I said, I've done, I've done this. Like, so, yes, I've done this. So, so why can't I answer a question about what made me say yes in the past and what made me maybe not say it? You can talk but about what the my, fuck you want to talk about. It's your ship, Captain. But wait a minute. In my <laughs> head, when you said maybe, I had answered the question in my head, and I said, bitch, I might be. I <laughs> 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 bitch, I might be. I oh, like yeah. mine. She's sweet. She's... You're like a good friend. You're a really I good friend. I try to be sometimes. All right. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm working on my friend award. I told you you are, I told you that you're a great friend. Before we move past this point, because that, this is one of the segments that, that's brand new to the wind down. It's called the Facebook Friend of the Week. Let oh, me tell that you was, Are we going to go live? Are we going to go live for that? What are we doing? I can't go live because I can't make my mics work on stuff. I'm trying to go live on the phone, but it's tripping. Like, I want to go live, but we can't right now. So SBF stands for Facebook friend. Okay, see, I was confused. I I, I thought SBF might have stand for fuck boy fraternity. Or fat bitches forever. This guy, this guy. Or, this guy. No, I didn't know what FBF stood for. Hell of It's, it's Facebook friend. It's Facebook friend. 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 And on the post, I simply said, um, you should buy my books because I pour a lot into them. I write pretty well. And because my passion and my pen are the freaking bomb. So, you know, people say what they will. But this one guy shows up on the post, and he's like, you know what? That was direct. That was to the point. But mostly, I believe you. Where can I get one? So I shared with him where he could find my work, and he said, okay. So he picked one. He was going to try. He said, um, I like the title. Oh, and I'm going to let you know about that pen, too, once I read it. So I was like, cool. And so I'm like, that was pretty cool interaction. So then he says, um, it's just that I like real people, and I want to align myself with them. And he put black in in parentheses, he said, and I want to support them to the end. He said, you were a straight sister, very genuine. So I got to support you because that's like supporting myself. So I like the whole idea of, you know, community. I support you. It supports me. I definitely like the part where you put black in parentheses. Um so that was like our interaction. It was just a, a, he showed up just out of the blue to support somebody. Let me go buy something. Let me say I got you. 
and he didn't ask for anything in return. Most of the time, people want to post their stuff on your page without you asking. They want to inbox you and say, hey, buy this. And they want to use your virtual real estate as their own without your permission. I really appreciate people who recognize that you didn't come on their page and say, go buy my stuff. You stayed on your own property, and they chose to visit your property and invest in you a little bit just because. And so I want to do that as well. So the Facebook friend of the week is just somebody we have an experience with in that week that we think is really authentic, no faking, you not out for something, and just a community kind of feeling, like what we really consider a friendship to be. I support you, you support me. Or maybe they gave you some real-ass advice and you had to go ahead and listen to that shit or maybe it was something that they said that was so profound that it worked for you for that week. It just kind of got you through or it made you reexamine yourself. But it was the most real moment that you could have in a virtual space. And they brought that to you and they had no ulterior motive of some type of selfish gain. Just because I don't think we have enough authentic interactions in their virtual space. So if we could just, you know, champion each other. And so what I would like to do for, and this guy's name is Samuel Harris, what I would like to do for Mr. Harris is I would like to bring him on the show for about 15 minutes, tell him thank you for that interaction, but then I would also like to let him have a few minutes to tell us what he's doing or promote himself or, you know, praise what he does or just give him a few minutes to get his thing because he gave me my thing. That's it. So that's what it's that's what's up. That, and, and 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 not to cut you off, but I, I just want to say that's what the fuck we do. If you go back into our archives, there's been many shows that we've done where we've talked about black businesses, black movements, black people, or melanated, excuse me, instead of black, that are doing their thing, and whatever platform that we have. <laughs> We share with them. So this is not a a, a, a a first-time thing. This is what we do, and this is just another spin on that thing that we do. So I salute okay. you for spinning it in this direction and, and, and just recognize anybody who may be a first-time listener. This is not the first time that we've done this. We do this, and we will continue to do this in different ways, and this is just one of those different ways. So... Thank you, Mr. You, Mr. Harris. That's his last name? Yes, sir. So thank you, Mr. Harris. Thank you, Shamor. Thank you, Amaj. I thank myself. Thank you, Shakir. <laughs> thank you for everybody who it, has been part of this movement because that's what we do. And let me exactly. say right now, thank you, Ron. That was the most, oh, my God, heartfelt moment I've been with you in a long time. It was very genuine. I loved it. And I really, I have nothing, you know, to say that's on the side of fuckery or side mm-hmm. eye. I think these are the moments when I realize, like, we are such a beautiful little network of each other. This is when I like you. Your mama. <laughs> and then that's when you, you don't like him. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what we like to call balance. This is our balance. Is, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're getting too much 
he actually started to feel something other than his penis, and he didn't like it, so he had to break that up. I get it. <laughs> so let me ask this. Uh, do we each get a Facebook friend of the week, or is that you're picking a Facebook friend of the week? How does this work? No, I think we should just, like, we can on Tuesdays be like, I got a Facebook friend, you know, whoever. I only picked the guy because I'm telling you guys, it was just out of the blue, and it was so authentic, and I thought, wow, this is the stuff, like, and I think he's not even been on my page long. So I think if we could capture people and just champion for that kind of stuff, maybe we could keep that kind of shit going. So it's whoever, you know, it don't matter who picked one. I just thought I wanted to do something in return. I want, kind of looked at his page, and I saw that he does some things in the community. So I thought, you know, this will be a an opportunity to give him another platform to talk about what he does. Any little bit I have, I can share. So if you guys have one tomorrow, just put it in the text. Hey, guys, I got somebody we can do next Wednesday. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you want to do a rotation or if you have three in a row. It doesn't matter. But I want to do just one a week because – you know, that 15 minutes usually turns into 20 real easily. So I don't want us to take away from the yeah. other topics on our show, you know, too much. Yeah, 20 minutes, less of fuckery is what you're telling me. You could label it as that, but I didn't think you had to label it. But you do have to label it. No, I like the idea. I like the idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something we should run with, and I co-sign it. Mm-hmm. Not that you okay, need my approval. I do need your approval, but, like, you could say later, like, I didn't like that shit. We're not doing that next week. And I'll be like, well, Ron, don't want to do it, Imaj. What do you think? But today we I would, but I would need to know why he wouldn't want to do it. Like, you know, I'm that person. Like, I need to know why you decided that you don't want to do this. I need a reason. You can't just say you don't like it. That's what I love about her. Do you see that? She don't let you just run shit because you're ignorant. She's just like, no, you need to come with some justification. So if he said he don't want to eat your pussy, you got to ask him why he don't want to eat your pussy? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> you don't like Why? You don't do this? Is this what you don't do? Okay, can I get a boyfriend? Like, mess with me if you want. <laughs> you don't do this? Oh, we can't get married. Oh, no. No. I refuse to live a life without that. Sounds oh, like that's what I'm talking about. She said, I'm Is Mr. Harris available now? Is he available now? Mr. Harris is supposed to call in at 10 so we can have our on-air time with him for 15 minutes, and then we'll say our good night, and we'll get back to what we're, going, what we're doing on our show. Okay. All right, so we got two minutes. All right, so let's talk about your mama. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> He's about to have company and he's showing out. You can't come over to the house no more. <laughs> not before we Wait, so, so on, on that note, I was watching, um, you know, I DVR shit. Nobody I don't usually watch TV like that, except for sports and shit like that. But I was watching The Last OG with Tracy Morgan, right? I saw those commercials. I haven't watched the show. It's, it's high. It's high. Yeah. But 
So the premise of the show is he went to jail, he comes back, he's trying to get with his old woman. So his old woman, her mother died, and he gave a speech at the repast. And he was like, she was a crackhead. She wasn't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I'm watching that and I'm saying to myself, how many people really are real about somebody when they die? You know what I mean? When people die, usually you big them up, or oh, they was dead, so I loved them so much. But how many people are really real about somebody when they die? Is it a thing of respect to big them up? Is it a thing of respect to just highlight them? Or do you have to be real when they die? I I, I was just wondering what y'all thought about that. You know what? Maybe it's because I've only been to funerals where people I actually liked and cared about, and I knew what people were saying was true about them. Um, so I don't. I've never been to a funeral where somebody has been like, you know what? You know, Susie was a crackhead. I ain't never been to that type of funeral. Um, <laughs> I ain't never been. I ain't never. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reaction would be because I need to be on the. I need to be in the back pew. So I can go ahead and lay it on down because you probably gonna take me out. <laughs> you probably gonna take me out. Now I done been to some funerals where I've been like, now these people are getting well. They acting foolish in this in this house of the Lord. Cause I don't seen some like conduct <laughs> in the house of the Lord. Um, well, we know what your church is like. No, like like Shamora, tell her we know what her church is like. Don't we, Shamora? Be quiet. So I, I also I mean, been to I'm, some I'm not going to talk about the church, but, but I remember the stories about the gang violence and the drug <laughs> addiction. <laughs> and the, the <laughs> and that but I'm not going to say anything bad about the church. Okay, so everybody behave. <laughs> everybody behave. We have our SBF of the week here. So we're going to go ahead and bring Mr. Harris in so that we can celebrate his authentic kindness. <laughs> okay, you can hear me. Are you, Let me get are you able to hear me? Yes. I can. Okay. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Doing a lot of daddy daycare, but that's a part of being a father. You got to do it, you know? That's what's up, brother. I appreciate that. No question, no question. But um, I'm excellent, and as she said, uh, my name is Sam Harris. I'm in Charm City, Baltimore, the city of need, amongst the people of need. Uh, I'm a transplant, obviously. I'm from D.C., Washington, D.C., and I saw them take that city. I came to Baltimore to help kind of revitalize a community. Um, uh, I started out there. Yeah, brother, brother, not that. Not to interrupt you, but let me ask you a question. The sure, part of Baltimore you're from, how far is that from D.C.? Uh, approximately 38 approximately 45 minutes, 38 minutes if the police chase you. But it's approximately, uh, it's approximately 45 minutes from D.C. All right. The reason I ask, because I, I, I'm a transplant down to Virginia, and I'm in Alexandria, and I'm about 20 minutes from D.C. So, oh, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, me and yeah. you might want to connect and we can do some things. No, no question, and that's a, that's a, that's that's uh, interesting that you brought that up because that's what I came here to do. And it, you know, you can connect through Facebook or you can connect through other sites or social sites. There's nothing like connecting on the ground. You got to start from the ground. So I have a literary organization 
that really starts from the ground, and the ground and the foundation for us as the people is our children. So there's going to be things that happen in the teenage sector. There's going to be things that happen in police violence, and there are organizations that deal with that. I want to focus on the positivity that we can instill in the children so that we can regrow this thing into community engagement, um, social uh, engagement, and building ourselves together on the basis of loving each other. And that's something that we really have lost. So it's a literary organization based on the literary arts, the fine arts of dance, music, poetry, and drama. And these things are introducing and building the children as they perform their arts, building portfolios, building a future for the, for the child, allowing them to fall in love with that and be able to express it. It's about expression. It's about communication. And that's what happens in these communities. When kids cannot communicate how they feel effectively, then they take on the characteristics of the subculture, which is sagging your pants, cursing, smoking joints, and having babies at 12. I don't blame anyone. I don't throw the blame on any child. That's not it. Everybody is responsible. We are all responsible. So that's what I'm about, and I'm, uh, I'm glad that I was invited onto the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a quick question. Sure. So uh-huh. I, I'm a transplant from New York, and when I was in New York, I dealt with an organization called Sons of the Chariot where we dealt okay. with young men between 7 and 17, right? Right. Uh-huh. And one of the things that we did, and I'm going to ask you if, if you have a part of your movement that, 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 that touches on that, is we tried to connect the youth with the elderly because – the youth and the elderly are two demographics that don't necessarily link, but I think it's mandatory that they do link because they can both learn from each other. So do you have right. a, a, a part of your organization where you reach out to, like, community uh, uh, senior citizen centers and things of that nature? Well, 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 not necessarily senior citizens, but there is a segment of the society that I have kind of targeted and that's returning citizens from prison. And they at times tend to be over to reconnecting them with their children, putting them in that responsible role when they come out of prison because they're missing and they're longing of their own children and their own families. I believe this will instill, you know, give them motivation and hope coming out of prison. And it's good for a child to see his father. Believe me, I know firsthand basis of that situation. So I would try to connect the youth more so with returning citizens. So I'm focusing on a target market, if you will, you know, which I don't like to use business terms, but it is a business. But I focus on a a particular target group of individuals that I feel have definitely been marginalized and definitely been their rights have been taken. You've seen the movie by uh, Mr. Devereaux, the 13th, uh, about the the, the onset of modern-day slavery and and the book by Michelle Alexander, New Jim Crow. So we know that this is happening. We're slowly returning with this fascist government. It's slowly returning back to that. And there's not to say that there can't be another, uh, what was it, Rosewood, another Oklahoma. You know, when black people gather together and then they try to build economically successfully after uh, 1870, after that, it was done away with, and here comes Jim Crow. So this is not like this can't happen again with the murdering of children on the streets and just the displacement and the disenfranchisement of the youth that people don't care about. So I'm saying stop asking those people. Stop chasing government entities. Stop doing that. Don't stop voting, though. But stop chasing those government entities for handouts. Let's help ourselves. We can do that. That's what I'm about. So any segment, brother, any segment of the population that's related to community and related to our people, that's what I'm focusing on. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I, I don't want to ask the women out of this, and I'm going to no, shut up no, after no, this. No, no. Okay. Because I don't want too much testosterone to go here. But let me, let me ask you one more question. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Um, so it, it is a two-part question. One, how long have you been doing your thing? And, and, and two, what was the impetus of you starting this organization? Okay. It actually started. Well, it started. I've been doing it for four and a half or four and a half years. Um, how it started was writing a book, a novel, a fiction novel about a family, immigrant family, if you will, because the father was from Jamaica that grew up and raised up through the Harlem Renaissance, moved to Newark in the 60s, saw some economic uh, opportunities as far as jobs, and then Newark fell apart during the 65 riots, and that's where it is. So it's really a book about a family. It's a book about a father-daughter relationship. That's the centerpiece of the book. It's also about a husband and wife. It's about the black experience. It's about revolution. But it boils down to a beautiful story about a family. So when I wrote this book, what happened, I got attached to the book. So I got attached to the feelings associated with the characters that I had created, and I couldn't get live outside of the book and what had happened during those riots when 26 people were killed, mostly by National Guardsmen who had never been in a black neighborhood and were terrified, young kids, shooting arbitrarily up into the sky. So this is what really got with the impetus of my, of my the, 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 really the genesis of my idea. We still need help, and I like to start at the root of things, whether it's horticulture or child. The root is our children. So that's really what it was about. Okay. So <clears throat> I was explaining to them why I chose you to be the Facebook friend of the week, but I think they get it. <laughs> After hearing you talk about all of the things that you just spoke about, I think they get it. It's not okay. every day that you interact with someone who is so authentically tied to something that is about community, and we just, by happenstance, um, you know, cross each other's paths. So I definitely yeah. wanted to have the opportunity to use my platform to say thank you. Thank you for what you do every yeah. day. Thank you for being invested in community. Um, thank you for being just a, a genuine person. Um, when we did interact. What's the name of your organization, brother? The name of it, you know, there's symbolism behind it, but the name of the organization is Shepherds and Wolves Literary Project. And there's definitely symbolism, and we don't have to go into it unless you ask me. <laughs> but I, you know, Yes, I go into it. Go into it. You, you got two and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd and the wolf are an ages-old adversary. I'm talking about going back to Egyptian times. So the shepherd and the wolf have always been adversaries. The shepherd tries to shepherd and hold on to the sheep or hold on to the cattle or hold on to the goats, while the wolf is always out for survival. So it comes back and then it comes to an Aesop, Aesop fable also. He did a lot of things with uh, parables about shepherds and wolves. There's a wolf watching watching two men eat, just eat. And the wolf says to the man, you know, if I was doing that, you would chase me away and beat me 
But me, I can only look at you while you eat and fill yourself up. So the wolf is a survivor. He does whatever he takes to survive. A lot of these kids, that's what they do. I want you to be shepherds and lead people. Be the shepherd. Be the shepherd. Be the leader of people. Don't be the wolf. The wolf is only going to survive for so long. And then there's another one that's going to come along and knock you right on off. Be the shepherd. Change that narrative. Be the people of leadership. Don't be the people of survival instinct and, and violent behavior. So that's what that's about. I like that. I like that. The only question I have is in that analogy, who would be the sheep? <laughs> Me ain't going to go with Who I want to be the sheep or who would be the sheep? The sheep are really just an element of the story. They're not really connected to any identity that I'm going to point at, other than most of them are white. But so I'm not going to point to the identity. They are. If if the shepherd's leading them, they are people. If the wolf's chasing them, they are. We're not going to go there. I don't want to. I don't want to bring that into infuse that into it. Everybody know my stance pretty much, and I try to talk around it. It's clear. It's obviously clear. Indeed, indeed. Me and you are going to talk, definitely. We definitely go talk. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. You know what worries me, though, is is, is the last person that Ms. Moore Books introduced me to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> was it the shepherd, the sheep, or the wolf? It was the elephant. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know what okay. that was, but we know it took on yeah. elephant characters. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is already yeah, starting like... out way different. We got to trust the process here, okay? <laughs> no question. I like that. Exactly. And I know, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. That's, that's right. <laughs> Oh man, that was funny. <laughs> that was that was hilarious, but that was so not nice. So I just want to say thank you again, Mr. Um, Harris, for for what you do, for what you do every day, and for who you are. It comes through every time you make a comment. It, I mean, that day it was. I just had this very authentic feeling about everything. You, the whole interaction. And it was way different than some of the other comments, and I just wanted to celebrate that. So, mm-hmm. I thank you a lot. I really do. I sincerely appreciate you. I'm a, I'm a sincere man, and I and I like the words you use and genuine and authentic because I am. You know, like I said, you know, people of passion are my favorite people. They make mistakes trying to do good. You know what I mean? So I know I do too. So. Now before hey, before we leave before we leave, I'm assuming Ms. Moore books. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. You have Mr. Harris' number, correct? I do not. You don't see it. Oh, you can't see it. All right. I so do. how about I this? Do, I do. You're right. If I stay yeah. on this phone, yes, I do. Okay. All right, Mr. Harris. Is it okay if yeah. Ms. Books gives me your number? Without a doubt, no question, no question. Okay, no question okay, right. so I'll absolutely. I'll get your math from her and I'll reach out to you. Okay, that's good. That's good. What's your name, brother? Did Does he know your name? Exactly. No one even knows your name. <gasps> <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> it, it, it depends on how long you know me. Some people call me N. Some people call me Brother Ron. Excuse me, as right, a modern yeah. say, Brother Ron. Um, <laughs> but you just <laughs> you can just call me Ron, and um, okay, I'll, I'll definitely talk. reach out to you. Okay, and, um, no problem. You're, you're and we'll New be in touch, brother. You're in New York. I used to live there. You gotta have three or four names up there. Well, I'm not in New York. I'm more. I'm in Alexandria now. Okay. Okay. This then is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Wrong. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. So I, I definitely reach out. Let me ask you one more question. I'm sure Ms. Moore Books is gonna ask this question anyway, so I'll just beat it to it. How can people get in contact with you? Or or or, 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 or what's the, what's your like your social media? People, social media is, is Facebook under my name, Samuel Harris. I have the Shepherds and Wolves Literary Project name, LinkedIn account. I did away with the uh, website temporarily because of maintenance issues, me maintaining it. Um, that wasn't good because maintenance and updating, it takes a lot of time, and I need more time on the ground. So I just did away with that, and I can walk around and connect on social media. Social media has been good. Instagram at the Shepherd's Eye. Uh, uh, Twitter at the Shepherd's Eye, which I don't use so much, but really Facebook, my Facebook page is really what's it's got me here. So it's, it's been beneficial to me. I just want to help out and join other like-minded people. When you're talking about women and men issues, that interrelationship, things of that nature, these things are all important to our community. So that's why, you know, you call, I'm coming, you know. That's what's up. Okay. Anything else you can think to do, Ron? I would love for you to go ahead and continue to steer the ship in the right direction. Well, I, I mean, I could sit here and talk to the brother all night. I, I don't necessarily want to do that because I haven't taken a sip of my drink since he got on, and <laughs> I, I was I was indulging in the ratchetry before he got on, but now since he got on, you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to be righteous. But um, what, what, what I would ask you, do, do you have any like um plans or events or things coming up in the in the near future that people can support? Well, definitely, we're going to do some things, and, and, and I'll post it because I want to put it in the right framework for support. Because I only want, I don't want support for my organization. I want support for the children. So when it's their time, which should be at the start of June. We'll do some fundraising events, book drive. We'll need, uh, we need pocket dictionaries. I need every kid with a dictionary, you know. I need every kid with a dictionary. So pocket dictionaries are something we'll do a book drive and we'll seek donations that way. But as far as monetarily, right now, we are a, we are, this organization is as its people are. We are, we are not very uh, uh, financially uh, uh, where we would like to be, but we're resourceful. We don't need it. We can get there. You see what I'm saying? So I'm careful about solicitation. I really am. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just one thing I'm careful about. Like, I'm not asking until I need it. You know what I'm saying? Right now we need books. We need people to support and people to like the page, just people to be aware. That's, that's our thing. But we are doing some events. We have a speaking engagement that's semi-planned at Coppin State University that I'll try to stream. We have some things at a bookstore here in Baltimore. They are a little more uh, tuned to the uh, other communities that 
to the art community, and I want them more in tune to the literary arts and allow some kids to come there and do some things there. They're not, I'm, I'm banging my head against them, but, you know, I'm pushing, and it's, a hard, it's hard to reject the kids. So obviously I use what I have to use when I'm doing a bit of marketing. So right now there are some events in the works as far as set lockdown dates. I have those up on my Facebook. That's what's up. All right, let me ask you this. And and, and sure, I, uh-huh. I, I, I was thinking about how to couch this question, but I know that when you have organizations that are starting up, they're not necessarily as big as you want them to be, right? And I'm sure you right. want to, you, you want to grow. So um, the reason I ask because I, I may have a couple of donations I can give to you. So sure. and, and I want the people out there to, to, to give donations too. So okay. when you speak of children that you're affecting right now within your organization, are you talking uh-huh. 0 to 25, 26 to 50, or 50 to 100? How many cho- mm-hmm. or, or 100 plus? How many children you, are you on, on, on a regular affecting? You actually hit the number right on the nose because you do 25. We're not a one-time thing. So we work with them throughout the summer months. We work with them. The key to this is that we don't do what other organizations do. We don't take our children out of our neighborhoods and bring them into brand-new neighborhoods and want them to act brand-new. We go into the neighborhoods where we live, and we're using the community rec centers. We're working with the uh, Baltimore City Parks and Recreation. We're dealing with places that are familiar and people that are familiar and people like them. I'm like you. So this brings not only a comfortability among the child, to allow you to express, it's not easy to express yourself as a child in downtown Baltimore and Fells Point with, you know, 100, you know, 50 men and 100 blue eyes looking at you. That's not a comfort zone for a child. We want them to be in their own environment, their own neighborhood. It's not, you know, they always try to talk about, especially sociology experts, they want to talk about the environment as part of the career. Yeah, the environment, but the environment can be nurturing too. So this is something I also want to prove and push away the gentrification that's happening in this city that really took my city, which is Washington, D.C. They took it. That's all. That's not chocolate city. It's not vanilla fudge. That city has been taken. So we use the area of recreation centers, and we were 25 students, and we work with them on the weekends, and they go to different recreation centers, and we do things inside or outside, depending on our budget. We try to feed the children and feed their parents, all that want to come, a nice little lunch, and we try to get them involved with area artists that come in and do modern dance, that come in and do puppet shows, that come in and do these things. Resources are tight, but it doesn't mean that we can't do it. So that was beautiful, brother, and I appreciate that. Um, I'll, set up a, I'll set up a donation page shortly as we begin to start the process, which will be at the end, after the ending of school. The first weekend, the ending of school is on June 18th. They extended it. So that next weekend, we'd like to get started, definitely. That's what's up, and and and, yeah. and not to overstep my boundaries, but I got a two-part question right here. Cool. Um, one, um, do you have a location that you work out of? And secondly, is a personal question: How do you feel that working with the parents of these children is going? Because I found myself working with my organization that the children are an issue; is more of getting their parents involved is a bigger issue because they want you to be de facto babysitters 
for the time that you're with them as opposed to actually investing the time with the parents also. So that would be my two-part question. Okay. Well, the second part, you answered it because that's exactly what, what they want and exactly what I go through for the most part. Some of the parents now, don't get me wrong, some of the parents are involved because we have permission slips when we go into the schools and talk. So we try to recruit during the school year as it gets closer to the summer. We try to recruit the kids. This is what we do. And some fall off and some move and some don't make it and some go through family trauma. There's a lot happening in this city. This is a very, very violent place. And I actually chose the most, one of the most violent neighborhoods because if you're going to help the people in need, you got to go to the people in need. What are you going to help the people? Like we did a, a city cleanup. We, did, we didn't do a city cleanup, but we followed the mayor's initiative, which was the cleanup. So we chose to clean up the area where we're focused on, which is Greenmount Avenue, one of the worst neighborhoods, drug addicts up and down the street, shootings, a lot of things. We came up there and had a beautiful thing. These, these people helped clean up. You know, there's issues with this or issues with that. That's not what we're here for. We're here to clean up from the ground up. So this is last Saturday. They came out and helped clean up, um, got certificates, $10 off their water bill from the mayor's office. But this is, the, this is the issue we have. These other organizations do not want to come here, so we work in those areas. So currently, we use the recreation centers around the city. We're focusing on the one in Greenmount for this summer. And uh, a beautiful young lady, young woman, named Nicole Mundell, who is running an Out for Justice program for returning citizens. Uh, she has a Facebook page, too. She is awesome. Her name is Nicole Mundell. It's called Out for Justice, or OFJ, is allowing me to access and use her office space. But normally, Starbucks is a very good office <laughs> to use because we do our training on site. We do our training on site, and I'll talk to volunteers, college kids, and things of that nature. You know, we are really from the ground up. I mean, we really are, but I love it that way. I've had other offers. I talked to a, a large organization here in Baltimore today about some sponsorship. Uh, issues and uh, you know the conversation with how they normally go. They're looking at you. You're articulate and you know they like all the things that you're saying, but they're not coming off any money. And it's okay because I didn't want you to have control of this anyway. I wanted to hear some of the things you were saying and review my budget. Really, so some of the things. So it's, it's that's that's the business end of it. But what we do, we're out there. We're out there on their block, not guardian angel on their block. We're out there on their block. Helping, picking up, giving out water, giving out things that the people need on a hot day. That's what we do in the main, in, 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 in the interim or after that. We want this foundation and the children on the foundation. But as you said, yes, the parents sometimes are absentee, but a lot of parents, you know, and they have to give, you know, permission for their child. So a lot of parents are they're actually thankful for it. So I don't blame them in a lot of the conditions. I wish that it was better. No, it's okay. I wish that it was better, but I don't blame. I don't blame them for you know a lot of things. I'm not, you know, if I get on that end and pointing fingers at different entities that are responsible for the trials and tribulations of our people, I lose that positivity that I'm trying to instill in the children. I want them to be positive because you can do anything. That's what I want them to hear. That's what I want them to believe. Yes, sir. Uh huh. All right, ladies. I'm sorry. I I I I talk too much. I'm done. <laughs> no, you don't talk too much. But when you are interested in something, you are all in. 
Um, so as we kind of wrap it up, um, I just want to make sure we get the important part. So you're going to go ahead and make a donations page so that you can take donations. Did I hear that correctly? Okay. Yes, uh, I sure will. I definitely will. Okay, and um, when you talk about your summers um, and your programs for the summer for the children, how many do you anticipate? I don't know if we got that okay. number. Okay, so we anticipate 20 to 25. That's what the facility okay. will allow as far as certain times when we need computers and certain times when we need tablets. So 20 to 25, okay. and that sits well because it's a nice space. Okay, so anybody that's making donations, think around 20 to 25, um, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay, and this is something that you do throughout the year. This is not just a summer program. This is something that you're doing even with school events. During the school, we're in the, during the school year, we're in the schools. We're talking to the teachers about the children who are participating in the summer program to see how they're doing, to see how they're getting along, to see how their reading skills are, to see if they're interested. And the important thing is that we don't leave them because what they leave with is a real portfolio, a real portfolio of whatever art form that allowed them to express themselves. It could be dance. It could be, um, uh, it's not instruments, but it could be dance, modern dance or African dance, and it could be poetry or spoken word, and it can be drama. Whatever expression that is in that child, we want it to come out. We want it to come out comfortably. We want them to come out. We want them to be them. So we follow the child. We try to follow the child. And we build a portfolio with pictures and pictures of the artists that we have coming in, uh, giving them the lessons or explaining the history about what they're important about the history. It's important about understanding that it's the foundation of communication because that's what we're lacking at. We're lacking the ability to communicate in a larger society. But we can be it ourselves. Okay. 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 That's, I think that's all I wanted to clarify for everybody so they could get a feel for, you know, why they should be following and supporting. Yeah. So we thank you so much for spending your time with us, and we thank you for being exactly who you are out loud in virtual right. space. I just want to say that this was, honestly, sister, this is beautiful. This was unexpected, and it, is, uh, it, it, it was truly beautiful, and I have a lot of respect for you that you let me come on and that you allow me to uh, talk about my passion. And uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. It's not about I, – I really, I really appreciate it. I know I can overtalk, but I'm, I'm just going to say that I really appreciate that. Sister. And, uh, come on, man. Don't big her up too much. It's going to go right to her head. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Is, it's going to go right <laughs> to her head. This was this was this was see I, whenever I talk I don't script anything when I went and talked to the sisters I don't script anything I'm 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 I am who I am and when I say it was unexpected it was it's a beautiful thing because I had almost canceled because of uh, some things that I had pre-planned but I'm I'm touched I really appreciate that and you're gonna hear all right let me ask you this that. did you purchase yeah. a book yet. I told her that yesterday bang she told me where to get it all right so let me ask you this. Uh -huh. Once you finish reading it, I need you to call back in and let us know what you thought about the book. You got no no doubt. And I the thing about me, I read is I'll knock it out in two days once I get it. So I have it by the end of this I'll have it by the end of this week. 
There you go. We on every Wednesday. Okay. No, well, most Wednesdays. And um, <laughs> and definitely <laughs> holler back at us and let us know what you thought about that book because I mean, um, I I may think she's a good author and Amaj may think she's a good author, but we want, you know, what I'm saying an outside source to co-sign that. Okay, I got you. I got you, brother Brown. Okay. Thank you okay. so much again. Sure, no problem. And thank you, sister. That's uh, much appreciated. Okay, and I thank you, Ron, too. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll be in touch with you. Okay, sure. You guys have a good evening. All right. Yes, sir. All right, you okay. too. All right, peace. Well, Ron, you did well. Um, you know, I was nervous. Don't pat me on my head. No, 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 no. Don't pat me on my head. Just keep it moving. No, no, no. Yeah, I was, I was nervous, dude, because you were ignorant. But this is, I should know. Like in the clutch, you always pull through, and I love that about you, even though I hate you. I mean, that's my wheelhouse, right? Here. We talk about children, and we talk about our people. You know, that's what I do. But um, when we start talking about fuckery, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case anybody did not know, he laid the specifics down for you. Okay, so yeah, so that's the Facebook friend of the week was Samuel Harris. Please go by, check out his page. He has a lot of information on there. You can see a lot about who he is and what he does. But then also go and support in some way, find something that you can do, whether it's sending 25 keychains to his organization so the dudes never lose their keys or just something to, to make the, the children feel like other people believe in them too. So it, it's, it's never a bad idea. So. Absolutely. Back to the topic that we never talked about. So here's an interesting situation that I found myself uh, being able to talk about today. So there's this this guy, okay? So he's really into this girl. Um, they've been dating over a year, and he is um, about two years, three years younger than her. And he is like, at this point, he's like, yeah, I am feeling her. This is the one. So he contacts her sister, and he's like, hey, I am so in love with your sister. She's it. She's my everything. I want to get married. I'm going to propose. And I want to do a big thing. Help me plan it. This is what I'm thinking. Help me pick a ring out. I, I want I want this to be amazing for her. So the sister is like, okay, I'm in. Let's do it. Because for more than a year, She's watched them grow together, and she respected their relationship. And um, she thought he was a nice guy. Fast forward about one, two, three months. We're three months in. We're still making plans. The almost fiancé, she has no idea. She doesn't know he wants to propose. But they have talked about marriage before, so it's not like it's foreign. Well, they've had a discussion, series talk, some things are different. Um, here we are three months away from him telling the sister, this is what I want to do. And she calls her sister and she says, hey, 
I think I'm about to break up with him. <clears throat> and the sister's like, um, no, um, no, you don't, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. And she says, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. I think that's what I'm going uh-huh. to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the sister's trying to figure out what do I do without spoiling that. That's none of her business. That's none of her business. So she. Well, their sister, so the other sister says, let me tell you why I'm breaking up with him. So when she lays it down, it's very real thing. Um, for one, you still live with home with your mom and your dad. You don't and, even and know he, how to be an adult. Okay. And two, you don't have any financial responsibilities at all. Because you don't now, know mind how to be you, an adult. I have my own place, my own car, a job. I'm trying to move forward in my career. And then I I have you, and you are staying with your mom. You're in a little job that pays you maybe $12 an hour because you choose to be there. Not because you have to, but you're choosing to be there. Why? Because you don't feel any sense of urgency. You don't pay any bills. You do have a car note. Now, you do have a car note that you split with your brother because y'all share a car. Um, okay. and you're on, um, I'm going to use an example. I don't know, because you guys are young, so you might not know about the, I think it was um, Amtrak or whatever. People used to sell with the pyramid idea. You get people to come in under you. It's kind of like those. Oh, um, that's, oh, that's all that bullshit travel shit. That bullshit travel shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So this is where the guy is putting a lot of time because he's going to be a millionaire because he's going to get all these people in under him. And, and so that's where he spends a lot of time. And that's why he's okay with the $12 an hour job because he's going to do that. And I'm just wait. I'm going to be at the top and people are going to work for me. Well, she's not buying into any of this. She, she, because she, they discussed it earlier and he agreed. He said, you know what? Believe in me. Let me show you. In this many months, I'm going to be this tier in this program. I'm going to have accomplished this and I'll be at this tier and then I'll be right a step away from where it starts to pay me. Well, he never made the tier, right? He never made the tier that he said it was going to make. So you are this guy. You are at home with your mom and dad. You have a job that you work at 12 hours, I mean $12 an hour, and I don't even know if you work full-time at that job. You split the one bill that you have with someone else, and you are totally, completely head over heels invested in this system that you gave yourself um, checkpoints and you're not meeting the checkpoints that you gave yourself. I can't do this because I am doing all of this over here by myself. And in my mind, getting married means X, Y, Z to me, and you're not moving in a way to make those things happen and you're not interested. So she's at a point where she's going to, if he if he asked today, she'd say no. I say no too. So, so what do you do 
what is it for? Because for her, I think it's the the, the financial uh, maturity. It's not necessarily the security piece. It's the maturity piece. But do we say that's what you get for dating someone younger? Do we say, you know, how do you look at that? Because there are people that are younger than us that have had different life opportunities and are more financially secure than us. So, so you went back to the secure thing because financial maturity can mean I see a goal, I have a way to achieve that goal, and I'm working towards that goal. That is mature, but that may not necessarily be secure. So if it's not secure, I, I think what she's looking for maturity, not maturity. Because but wait a minute. One, but because in your definition of maturity, there is an obtaining of the goal. Because right, and he's on that know, path of obtaining it. He just didn't do it in the time span that he thought that he would do it. That doesn't mean. But if, so, but in other words, you're going to college and you're saying that I'm gonna get a degree in six months, and you and it takes you twelve months to get it. Just because it took you 12 what, months what, as opposed to six, six months. In that six months, shouldn't you see something more than you saw at month zero? Because you would stop if you didn't. If, if in your mind in six months. No, you not necessarily. Mature is not necessarily giving up. Mature is saying, okay, it didn't happen here, but it's right there around the corner. Let me turn that corner. That could be that too. But don't you think, so don't you think I can't think talk about his maturity. But his security but is not where it should we be. We are talking about the word mature. Because I don't right. want to say security because taking a risk is not secure. However, taking a risk definitely can have the option of providing you something really great. But I think it takes a level of maturity to look at that risk, go out there and try it, and if it is not producing, to get the hell out of there. So you have time to invest in something that maybe works better for you. And I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm also saying is don't necessarily count out someone who's doing something for one year and they say, you know what, I thought it would take one year, but it may take two years. That also can be a sign of maturity to to, to recognize that I made um, goals that weren't realistic and the realistic goal is twice as much as I thought. That too could be maturity. So do you feel like, but do you feel like in that? Because if, if that's maturity, do you feel like then you should not take on other burdens to your goal? Like, why would you? If you know that you're not ready to make more than twelve dollars an hour, do you then take on a wife, a set of bills in a house because you don't pay anywhere you are? And the responsibility, emotional, mental, um, of a family. No, I get you. Do you do that? You. If, if I get you, and I don't disagree with you necessarily. All I'm saying is that I'm not going to necessarily say that he's not mature. I'm going to say that he's not secure. That I, I'm comfortable saying. But as far as maturity okay. goes, I mean, I'm not comfortable saying that because Maturity is accepting that I made a mistake and it's going to take twice as long as I, I thought it would. That is mature, but that's not secure. Mm-hmm. 
So if she's looking for maturity, then she may need to give him a second chance. But if she's looking for security, then she needs to move on. So, but, so uh, but, but, it, it's just the I, words we're using. I really want, I really want you to, because I'm thinking about the difference in males and females, especially when they're younger, and the maturity rates of them being different. And in my right. mind, you, you, if you realize, because I've, I've met some people that are younger, and I feel like they were mature because they said, you know what, I don't want to get married right now. I don't want to. All right, let me on. ask you a question. Let me ask you a quick question. Let me ask you a quick question. Let's say you go to college, right? And you're scheduled mm-hmm. to graduate in four years, right? And then you fail two, three classes, so now you got to go for a fifth year. Is mm-hmm. maturity saying, okay, and this is a question I'm asking, is maturity saying, okay, I'm going to go that fifth year? Or is maturity saying, you know what, it didn't take me four years, so fuck it, I'm going to drop out and get, a, and get a job? I think you're missing my point because you're giving me an A plus B equals C, and I'm saying there's a third part to this. I, I'm not saying A, B, and C are three parts. Point. What are you talking about? No, A and B two, and they equal C. That's two parts equal to one. I'm saying that there equals are three parts. Equals a third part. Okay. No, it equals the whole. Anyway, I'm saying that there's a third piece here. I don't have a problem with somebody saying, especially at their age, saying, hey, I want to try this. It didn't work in three months, four months, whatever. I want to go another six months. That does not tell me maturity or not. I'm not saying that at all. I feel like adding part C to this equation is immature. I feel like taking someone who is busting their own butt to pay their bills and run their home and and pay for their car and their needs and that works hard to do so and saying, hey, let's get married now while I'm still examining over here and let's add it all together. I think that's where I'm saying that's an immature piece because I feel like a mature person who has decided that they are chasing their dreams first and not their their um, marriage or, or their woman, and she's fine being the girlfriend, I feel like you don't try to do that because you only are allowing yourself to invest in what one area needs right now completely. So I'm feeling my, my saying that it's immaturity is saying that why are you piling on things that require more financially when you're not ready to just, comply with a financial structure that you don't want to be in. But that's what's requiring right now because what you need to do is going to take time to develop and build. And if you want to develop and build, don't do some more stuff. And I don't disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. So let me ask this question. This woman who's taking care of her, her, her life, does she have children? No. All right. So she doesn't have any children. So she has her and her situation that she's dealing with, right? And he has a part of his situation that he's dealing with. So in that instance, he, he he's younger than her. Maybe he should, you know what I'm saying, focus on himself a little more. I'm not disagreeing with that at all, not in the least little bit. 
All I'm saying is that, you know, sometimes, all right, this girl's sister, she obviously, you know what I'm saying, if she was working with him to deal with this situation and deal with this ring, that means she had to ask him, well, what was, what's your budget? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would assume that he has a, a decent budget to get this, to get said ring. Okay. I would assume that he has a certain budget to deal with certain ceremonies that are going to go on. So I would assume she asked those questions. So his $12 an hour. What happened? I said, I'm not sure about that, but okay. Well, then if that's the case, well, then this female who is her sister, she's fucking assisting the fuckery. And in and, 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 and her job of, of being a sister, she should, she should be like, well, you know what? You ain't got but $400 to get a ring. That's not enough ring for my sister. You ain't got but $275 for, you know what I'm saying, adjusted to the piece. That's not enough for my sister. She shouldn't be assisting the bullshit. I'm, I'm you know wondering so what she, if in that case, I'm wondering if in that case, okay, because this is me making this person, like a, like I do characters in a book. This is me making this person. In my mind, this person is one of those types of guys because of his um, inability to completely understand finances that lives in this fantasy world. Like, I, and, and Maj can attest to, to that these people exist, that this is the type of person that goes ahead and gets all this credit because I can get oh. – $8,000 ring, but look, I'm only going to have to pay $200 on it a month. And that's where the mindset of, okay, that's $200 a month for how long, over what period, with what interest, and 37 start, years. And when you start talking about acquiring things that you really need and want, you max out that credit, so it's not like you can say, well, let's add that to my credit. You don't have any more credit left there, and you don't have a lot of income coming in. You know, there, there are those people who don't understand finances so much that just the idea, you know, you walk into the store, and they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Don't have the cash today. We'll finance it. Here's our, our own company to finance it. You're going to get qualified. You know, and they make it sound like it's nothing but then you're bogged down with debt, and you're not earning that kind of money. Now you're having trouble reinvesting in your dream because you don't have any spendable cash, and how do you go from that? Now you have to go back into compliance with this um, regular job that you didn't want to have because you need more money to pay for the debt that you – because I, I, I just – in my mind, that's who this person is. Is this guy is? He's gonna be that guy that walks into the ring shop and says how much he loves her. I want the biggest diamond I can get, and they're gonna give him that biggest diamond. He's gonna be the one that gets the venue for the a proposal or whatever he's gonna do that's so extravagant, and he's just gonna shell out all this money. And when the moment is gone, and it's Saturday, and he's to put gas in the car, he doesn't have any money. In my mind, all right. Let me ask guy. you this. Let me ask you this. So these two have had this conversation about marriage. And if, and, and they when they had, had this conversation. Marriage, 
And recently they had a conversation about, like, what his plans are. Like, what do you want to do? What What is this thing that you're doing with this, whatever the program is that he's working on? And I don't I don't think they saw eye to eye. All right. So so so, so, so she so, so she verbalized her disappointment. She verbalized wanting to know, like, what else are you going to do besides this thing? Because no, that's not my question. Did she verbalize her disappointment? I would say yes. Did she say, Negro, this ain't the way to go. I need you to do another plan. Right. I she got to be, I, I, I mean, unless she said to him that, you know what, marriage is a beautiful thing and I want to be married, but I need A, B, and C. If she never said that, then it's kind of rough for him to, necessarily know what her A, B, and C is if she never said what her A, B, and C is. And what I think, because, and, 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 you know, sisters can be completely different or very much the same. And and I know the sister that is supposed to be helping with the plans. And she can say it and it not seem like an emergency. She could tell no, me. No, I'm not talking about the sister. I'm, I'm talking about the, the fiancé or, or, or the supposed fiancé. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the fiance. I know okay. the sister. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. If they're alike, this is the sister can can be on fire and say, I am burning, and you wouldn't know it's an emergency because she's so very calm and reserved. That's just who, who she is. Like, I've never really heard her raise her voice ever. So if she's like, if the sisters are alike in their demeanor, I think she could be telling him, like, I can't do this. But she's not sounding like a, there's an urgency there, and okay. you know that can be Got misconstrued, you. especially if you're young. That can be misconstrued because you might, well, shoot, you didn't yell, so I didn't think you was really mad. You know, one of those kind of things. And so I'm wondering in talking to them because today was one of those days where the sister kept calling the sister because she was like, "I'm going to do it now. I'm going to break up with him now." And I'm like, "Man, you know, you're at this point." In in my head, he would know. Like, who would know that you're mad at him? Because I know, for me, if I'm mad at my man, he don't know I'm mad, especially if I'm having to call somebody a few times to relieve my stress. Oh, he got to know I'm mad. So I'm like, I'm wondering, like, how, right. if, if they are the same in that sense, and he just doesn't even know that you're, like, really meaning what you say. He's just thinking, oh, it's ready for conversation, you know. So she doesn't like him as a boyfriend, or she doesn't like him as a prospective husband? He don't need to be um, nothing right now. He needs to go get a regular-ass job that pays more than 12 motherfucking dollars. So I've been listening to y'all, but I'm about to be real honest with you, because this shit here is ridiculous. He needs to get one. Before he can marry that girl, he needs to get out his mom and his daddy's house, like, two days. He needs to find a job, a feasible job, to know that he can. If something happens, he's going to be able to take care of said wife and make sure she mm-hmm. is okay. This pyramid shit ain't gonna be always around because when they shut that shit down, guess where that money goes? Oh wait, so you need to find a good ass mm-hmm. job, sir. Is there a reason why you're having to pay half on a car note and share a car with your brother? There's reason why you can't go get a goddamn car on your goddamn own. What's the problem? Cause this is see, this is the sister I am. 
Right. That shit right, right there. That shit right there that he's like, oh, I'm going to marry your sister. Okay. All right. So let's talk about how you're going to take care of my sister because as you walk into this, right. you're going to be the provider. So how are you going to be taking care of my sister? Oh, okay. Let's take a step back. 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 Um, in this world that we living in, you know what I'm saying? Do we still follow traditional roles of a man as a provider? You know, because some, because if we do, does need to because as, if you, all right. If you and let's say this, let's say he walks up to me and he says, "I want to marry your sister." Okay, so now you're going to be a head of a household. Because you you have in order for you to be the head, at some point yes you had to be the tail. But here you are going to be because You're making some type of decision to move into this life with my sister. They say a man, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, awesome. But is he going to be able to take care of this? Now yeah, and I get you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. My only question is, in this world, do we still follow those parameters? Because if we follow those parameters. Then women have to then slot into their job description of what a woman is, and 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 well, I don't know how that, many right? women are willing to fit into their slot. Before you even get to that part about fitting in the slot, I think it's important to establish what that is in the beginning. Like like for for yes. example, I know buying ass boyfriend. Like he's just some nigga I kick it with. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't doing shit. But you know there's a group of women who don't mind being the breadwinner and being the what we consider head of the household. I know that I know one of those, and that is what I her preference is. So she finds a mate that matches that preference. You see what I'm saying? So I figure I'm I'm, I'm with Ron where he's going. I hope I'm with Ron where he's going. I do feel like if we come up front, like hey, I am a, the type of chick who is headstrong. I run my house. I make the most money, and I'm okay if you don't. So, do you want to do this? You know, it, it, I think that has to be. That's something that, in the time period we live in now, more more than than maybe in the past, that it, it's kind of be it's got to be table conversation early. I feel like because there are a group of women who don't mind being the head of the household, and so men like that, and I say it like that to say who don't earn the most money, and I don't know anything else about him, but who don't earn the most money. why is earning the most money in the head of the household the same job Because because sometimes what happens is usually the head of the household usually makes the bigger decisions. Sometimes. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Y'all remember leaving the beaver, right? To to that, to what what, um, Imaj was saying. The one that's making the financial decisions. So maybe maybe that'll make Ron feel better if we call it that. Well, no, the reason I'm saying that is because I remember like, like a European show called Leave it the Beaver, right? And the mother used to stay home and the father went to work. But the mother made all the decisions in the house. So she would necessarily, even though that was in the 60s, she would be the head of the household. But he was the bread earner. So my... My point is is that the head of the household and the bread earner are not necessarily the same person. I think we just kind of start to use language that kind of um, 
navigates conversation in general because, you know, head of household is part of your tax filings and the person on the tax is there. And I think it just starts to morph into everyday language. I, I think that's where it comes from. But we got deep into it. Definitely what you said is possible. It's definitely possible to not make any money and run the whole house. But I right. think you have to also go back to where we're saying connotations and things changing over time because I think at one point it definitely did make a difference that the the man usually was the one who went to work and the woman was the housewife and that in your mind he was the head of the household because he went out and he earned the money, he brought it in, and he said, now do what you're supposed to do with the money. And that's not necessarily where we are anymore because there are probably all kinds of relationships where she earns the most, but he definitely is running the house in the sense that he makes the financial decisions about all the money, including his little bit that he contributes, as well as how the house is run. I know those places right. exist. So right. they're, they're, I guess we have to be saying the same thing, I guess. But this all Not comes assuming. down to what you were saying before about communication and these conversations have to be had in the beginning. Because let's yeah. say that he makes 62 and she makes 72, right? So right. she makes more than he earns. You know what I'm saying? And so what's that? That's 134 a year. And their household, you know what I'm saying, expenses are 100 a year. So they get to save 34 a year. You know what I'm saying? Does that mean that that 34 that they saved is his income? Or that 34 right. that they saved is her income? Like, how does that work? You know what I'm saying? If the, right. the monthly expenses is $3,000 and he can provide 1400 and she provides 1600 is she the bread earner? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, and, and, and if $200 is the difference, does it fucking make a difference for $200? You know what I'm saying? That just means that yeah. he stops going out to the bar with his friends every Friday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, I mean, when it comes question. to things like that, that's semantics to me. To me. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, like, like we were saying, the, the upfront conversation. Because here's the other thing, and I think you were kind of going here, too. Um, I think when when we start to, to make plans with people who have their own interests, the things that they want to do that are kind of uh, away from traditional what we're used to, go to work, get a job, whatever, we have to make sure that we are aligned in in the way that we dream and pursue dreams. You know what I mean? Like, I think if he was doing something that she believed in, really believed in for real, or she wouldn't give a shit, it. right, or respect it. She wouldn't care. She wouldn't care that it might take, like you said, 12 months rather than six months. That wouldn't be a bother right. for her because she simply is believing in it and she sees that it can it can work. So what, because there are many women who will say, baby, I'll go to do the traditional job. You go ahead and pursue that dream, and when it starts to flourish, then you can come and, and, and hook us up, and I can work the business. But if you don't believe in it and, and you can't even buy in at all, then no, you're not good with it. And I think right. that's where they are. And so, that's so, why so, she needs right, to so break let me ask you this. So his $12 an hour that he's making, right? What if he made uh-huh. $19 an hour? Would that make a difference? 
Right. Or would it make living, a difference I mean, if he made it consistent? Is he still living at home with his mom and his daddy? As a mother, as a mother of girls, let me tell you, as a mother of girls, that makes me afraid. Because I, I hear, hear the argument that Ron and and I kind of agree with some of the stuff he was saying. But then when I stop and I look at being a mother of a girl, and I think about you have never been out of your parents' house before, and you want me to turn my baby loose and assume that you can give her the protection are better that her mom and dad could offer her, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I got you. I don't even know how how you – do you even know how to answer your own door safely? I mean, just bullshit issues come to your mind because you've never not been under your parents' supervision, ever. And now you want my baby. Now, and, and that's scary to me. But that's that again is cultural because mm-hmm. there's certain cultures where and, and and this may sound like it's some some bullshit, but it is what it is. There's certain cultures where living with your parents is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You no know mm-hmm. sense. And this culture where where we look at things where it's like every man is an island and you have to do for self in this culture. That's a bad thing. You haven't done for self. No, I've done for us. You know what I'm saying? And some people would would say doing for us is okay. is, 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 is is a better thing than doing for self. So I mean, I'm not saying I that to make excuses for this young man. my hand. I got a I got a question. Okay, so if if not doing for yourself, and they say okay, hey. You can stay here until you get yourself together. While he is at home, is he saving some money? Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I can only understand. Okay, this is what I, the only thing I can understand is you still staying at home with your parents if you are saving some money so that you can do X, Y, Z things. Um, you mm-hmm. want to save, you can put a large down payment on a house. You're saving because you want to you know, I'm going to school and I'm saving, and they said I don't have to really work a full-time job, but I'm saving so I'm in school and I'm doing X, Y, and Z to get here. If you just sit in your home bullshitting on $12 an hour, what, and you can't show me nothing for staying at home? You still in the room that you was in when you were 12 years old, making $12 mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I need to, I need to, because there's only a few things is going to get me to say, okay, well, I understand why you're at home. Uh, is your mama and your daddy ill? Are you there helping out the family? Have you paid right. in the household? Do you at least I mean, then, I understand you me, share a car with your people, but do you pay a light bill? Do you know that there's a due date on this? And if it ain't there, if it ain't there by the day, we shouldn't at all. Do you know this? Okay, let me now, ask let you this question. Let me ask you this question. Is there a difference between living with your parents and living with your parents living with you. No, or living by yourself. So in other words, you're living with your parents and then you move out and you move in with another woman and you're taking care of that household. You know what I'm saying? Or living by yourself and taking care of your household. Is there a difference between those things? For me if you know for me, but for me, watching, I feel like there is a growing up process that happens. 
I remember how I was when I lived with my mom. I had I had a sense of money. I had a sense of bills. I had a sense of not having, making ends meet all the time. I knew how that was. Like, I, I had a sense of it. But I didn't know what that shit felt like as the breadwinner, as the motherfucker who gets out there and gets it, until it was me. And it was a different sense of it. So then when I combined that with somebody else, we knew what that felt like, and it's like we're going to do whatever the hell we got to do not to feel that shit no more. Mm-hmm. And I got, So it, it was just different. But let me throw this into the pot and stir before we get off the call. Um, now, we said all of this, but does this change if he's not even good at what his dream is? So let's say I wanted to be a singer, and that's what I was putting wait, wait, on. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Raising my hand, raising my hand. Is the dick good? No, it's hard. Hey, they don't have sex. Because All right, well, then he got the fucking go. And he, and, he, and he don't know nothing about sex, no way, because he can't have it, because he lives at home with his goddamn mom and dad. Well, no, if he, if, 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 he, if he got a job and he's doing some overtime, he could afford hotel money. So he might still be getting some pussy. Yeah. But, I mean, if the dick ain't no good <laughs> and he making $12 an hour, then he got to go. And listen, she, she, so she was saying, you know, because I, I guess that's one of the questions. Like, what, do you think he's going to, you know, do something? She said, I was so embarrassed for him because the last time, he had one of these meetings or did one of these selling groups or whatever. You know, I went along to help out, and it was a joke. Like, he was treated as such a joke. The people that he was presenting to treated it as such a joke. He never even got to get through his whole presentation because they were like, no, for real, like, how much money do you make doing these little presentations? Do you make any money and you do this for free? You know, it was like they didn't care anything about what he was presenting, the product, buying it, how, you know. He didn't even get to go through, and this is supposed to be where you want to become this millionaire, and you're not, whatever that thing is. Because that's, you know, not his, that's, that's, not his, that's not his thing. That's not his fault. Exactly. We all listen to some presenters, and we walked away later going, why the hell did I stand there and listen to that whole presentation? I didn't want that shit. Mm-hmm. But you listen, because something about no, them, the charisma they had, it made you just listen to them until you got to a point where you could escape. These people interrupted his stuff to say, what the hell are you doing? Why, did, uh, why are you doing this? You know, do you need a job? You know, they just, he's not even getting through his presentation. Mm, and I was like, not, see, that's, that's not what he needs to do. That's not what he needs to do. If people don't respect you doing your do thing, nobody's going to come and work under you. They're not going to come work under you if they don't respect you doing it. All he got to do is put on the DVD. You really ain't got to talk through it. Put on the goddamn DVD. Oh, I said to him, he said, oh, he got to put on the D-I-C-K. If he laid no, a dick no, down, no. Bird, she'll give him another six months. No, 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 no. Good dick will get you six things. months. I went to the, one of those She's things because do my that. friend does it. not what she does. Her, her belief system won't let her do that. So he uh-huh. can hang up that 
You may throw him back. Throw him back. It's okay. I mean, but it's maybe it's unfortunate. Get with her sister. Maybe maybe he should get with her sister. Maybe not. not maybe because he does. Maybe I think, I think he sold the sister some bullshit to get her on his side, and she's like, oh. Okay, for real? I'm gung ho, yes. And then she sits down and she has a conversation with her sister and she's like, Oh, that's why you won't mess with him like that. I get it. Boom. No, sir, you can't mess with my sister. Yeah, but you would think I mean, I don't have any siblings. I don't have any siblings, so I'm not speaking from a place of experience. But you would think that as a sibling, you would ask certain questions. And then you would go back to your sibling and be like, well, let me ask you a question about this fool. You know what I'm saying? You would think that you would have that conversation before you jump on his bandwagon. I, 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 I would think that. Well, see, the thing is this. With siblings, I have sisters and brothers. Um, my sister, me and my sister talk a lot. And lately, you know, she and I have not been talking as much as we normally do because, you know, life happens. And... The other day when I was having a conversation with my mom, she was like, hey, so your sister um, didn't want to tell you, but this is X, Y, Z is happening. And so I have now I have I have to wait for my sister to tell me because my mom really wasn't supposed to tell me. So now I have to wait for my sister mm-hmm. to tell me some shit. And it's like, so you, and in my head I'm like, so you know you can't marry this dude, right? Like, so if you choose, yeah. like, I'm not going to be, gonna, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not the sister you talk to about it. Don't come to me. You might want to go to one of my younger sisters. Don't come to me. Because I'm going to tell you, yeah, no. And then you, ha- you, you know how have you have to be careful, too. Like, like this is such a two, two-fold issue. It, it's for the sister, for the sister who was assisting. Because, unfortunately, you cannot simply be like, oh, fuck no, he's a stupid lazy, sorry-ass, you know, because you run the risk of, like Ron said, six months later, they're still together. You said all these things, and now you feel awkward in their presence because did she tell him you called him a fuckboy? Did she, you know, and so you don't, now you don't feel the same. Now you feel like y'all all, it's the same thing as, like, keeping your relationships private because when you fall out with somebody all your friends fall out with him, but then you get over it because, you know, maybe he gave you the good dick or you just got over it. Now y'all back together and your friends are still sour. So you can't, you don't always tell everything. So it's, and I, and I tried to warn the sister, like, whenever you get the opportunity to be part of this conversation, because I feel like she owes it to him to come back to him and say, before you propose, you guys need to have another conversation. I, I feel like she can't let him propose and this woman says no and he's done all this stuff. I feel like she needs to at least preempt it and say, hey, before you propose, I really am feeling like you need to have a good, open conversation with my sister. There are some things you guys need to discuss and then step away. Don't tell him what. Don't don't tell him what she told me. Don't play that role. Just put that shit out there and tell them, go do it. Because I feel like he came to her and said, help me do this proposal. 
and I feel like she owes him at least to say, I don't think that shit going to go down like you think. Don't do it. Back up. Put the ring back. But shouldn't she have asked those questions before she agreed? Say that again? Shouldn't she have asked those questions or posed those things to him before she agreed? See, she agreed before these things happened. Like before they not happened, but before they came bubbled to the surface to where the sisters like, oh, I'm gonna break up with him. Right, but she what I'm saying agreed. is, all right. So your sister, your man goes to your your sister man comes to you and says, you know what, I want to marry her. Don't you say to her, well, what conversations have you had? Um, what? Are your plans for my sister? What are your plans for your future? Don't you inquire before you say, okay, I'll help you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that had been done as a family already. I'm not sure if he's a good answer of questions because, you know, he had to meet the dad and the girlfriend, the dad's wife or whatever. They had a whole conversation and, and a dinner. And, you know, this all mm-hmm. happened. All of this, mm-hmm. had this conversation about what's your plans for my daughter, all of that. Now, I don't know if he said, oh, I am going to, and made this, what he's doing seem like it is, whoa, my, oh, my God. And maybe he did. Maybe he was a good salesman that night. But I know they did all of this preliminarily. So, well, then she, you know what I'm if she agreed to this preliminarily, don't you think she owes it to him to give him a little more time? Who, the, the sister, the, the fiancé? Yes. I think that, that there's a conversation missing here. I agree. That, that's what I, I and And then I think things can go from there. I, I think that they need to know exactly what the hell, you need to know what the hell my plan is. I need to know what you need, your needs are, what I want to do. How do you support that? Do you believe in my shit? They need to have a real, real, real conversation. You know, one of the issues that we be having is that we make assumptions. And we assume that she's going to do this. And we assume right. that he's going to do this. And we assume that together we're going to do this. And we don't never mm-hmm. actually have that conversation. Those assumptions, because when you when you make an assumption towards somebody else, you're putting them on a pedestal, for, for lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming mm-hmm. that he's going to make $100,000. So you put him on that $100,000 pedestal. I'm assuming that she goes suck my dick every night, so you putting her on that, you know what I'm saying, fellatio pedestal. So when you don't have these conversations, then, then yeah, you putting that person on that pedestal by these assumptions, and then reality hits you, and where does that leave you? Right. Me getting a boyfriend. You are so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Sugar daddy. Well, boyfriend. What was that moment? Listen, oh, hey. Hey, Mike, if I propose to you and you get a sugar daddy, then we got a sugar daddy. How about that? I'm glad you understand hey, because I'm not about to let my current go for nobody. But I hear that. You know what I'm you. Yes. You remember um, the boyfriend when he went off to, to fight in Vietnam and the dude that... I got you. Cuddy. I got us. You know. Yeah. Cuddy. That, that'll make you what kill yourself right there. 
Dead president. I didn't I have didn't no car or nothing. What? <laughs> what she said? She said, I didn't have no car or nothing. I needed him. <laughs> I needed him. Mm-hmm. What is that? like that old dude that, that, that Dre was talking about in the club the other night, Shamar. That, uh, I said Shamar. I'm uh, put both of y'all names together. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> but Amar, uh, remember when Dre was like, girl, you know you need your rent paid. <laughs> right. That's right. terrible. That's terrible. Them Negroes exist in these streets. They definitely exist. Well, and if they exist for her, they exist for us. Fuck that. He paying for my sneakers, too. But see, that's the thing. Like, if you sometimes, Dre, Dre will make jokes and say, chill or nothing. But, like, I, pay, like I paid your cell phone bill. Like, what are you talking about? The dude, the money came from the dude, but I paid your cell phone bill. I mean, yeah. Listen, I ain't got no problem with a next nigga paying my cell phone bill as long as that motherfucker realize <laughs> that Monday through Thursday the pussy is mine. Oh boy! I don't have to. I don't have sex with Dre. No, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I just want to say that this has been a really great show, even though it was jacked up in the beginning. And thank you, Blog Talk, for screwing that up for me. But with that being said, because I had a, I had a different audio that was supposed to start the show, I just want you to know it is still processing. It has processed for the whole entire show. It never played. We had to play something else, and it is just sitting here just loading but not loading, and it never played. And I'm sure as soon as we disconnect, it's going to start playing, and that's some bullshit. But with that in mind, no, I want to say I have this. one that's sitting there that's still being processed. I think it's because of the type of file that it is because I have one that's still processing from weeks ago. Oh, I think yeah. it's a janky-ass computer is what I think it is. It's the same pro- It's the same file that I use every week. I got it from the same location. It's the same type. It's the same load and upload process. It's just bullshitting this week because you saw how I couldn't even – I thought I was talking. I thought I was talking like a mother today. And y'all were like, well, we're just going to go ahead without Shamor. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm fucking here. Look at me. And y'all couldn't hear nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't even know I'm here. It, it's kind of like Ron and his daddy. But anyway, I'm gonna go oh, ahead and end the show. Um, it was that's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. You bringing up emotions yeah. to me right now that I can't go through. No, no, no. That's that's no, no, no. That's that little blue pill you took before you started the show. It started to kick in. Before I don't need no blue pill. I don't need no blue pill. I got Jack Daniels. Before your heart rate drops, we're going to say goodnight, and, and we're going to tell everyone to enjoy the rest of their week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. And before goodnight, we pass, and wait, before we leave, we're going to say remember to help. What's the brother's name? Brother Hawkins, he said his name was? No, it's Harris. Harris Samuel Hawkins, Harris. motherfucking Samuel Harris. There you go. He Reach sent, out to that brother, you know what I'm saying, because that's definitely somebody needs to be supported. He sent me a whole lot of stuff, so I'm gonna share that stuff with with the Ron. Do you still have access to the inbox thing? I don't the know office? about that, but send me his number. 
Yeah, of course I do. But send me his number in the office because I want to reach out to that brother. Okay, so I'm putting all this other stuff in the office too. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll see you in the office. Everybody have a great rest of the week and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. Good night, everybody. Thursday now, motherfucker. <laughs> Not in Texas. It's still Wednesday. Fuck Texas. Good night, <laughs> Mize. Good night. Screw you, Ryan. <laughs> Maj, you see, I, I, you get a good night, but I get to screw you. That's that bullshit. Sorry. That's why I'm I don't sorry, fucking. Man. See what I'm saying? I'm That's that bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I could stay yeah, here longer with you and discuss it, but I'm a fucking day. Good night. Go get some rest. Thank you.